Hello beautiful people, welcome to the Mindful Capture podcast where I will be diving into the world of wedding photography. I will be connecting here with amazing wedding suppliers and I will explore the power of mindfulness as it's a really big part of me and my life recently. We have an ability to create our realities, so let's create our colorful, fun and inspiring. My name is Anna Laska, I am your host and I am a wedding photographer based in Falkirk. I'm originally from Poland, but I've been living in Scotland for 12 years now. Um, yeah, welcome to my little world and let's be friends. Okay, so this is my second episode of Mindful Capture and I am so thrilled to have you in here with me, guys. Uh, now, before we dive into the heart of today's episode, I just want to take a moment to express my excitement about my fantastic guest. Uh, it's Anna. She's a wedding planner. I've met her online. I believe I reached out to her when I was organizing a boho style photo shoot um, a while ago. So Anna helped me a lot with planning and putting things together for photos. I remember she was pregnant then and she was on the go. So much ideas and energy in that moment, honestly. Um, so if you are planning a wedding day, Anna is definitely a girl you'd like to have by your side to help you plan a wedding of your dreams. Say big hi to Anna. Hello, Anna. How are you? <laughs> Anna's power today we've it's got here. Double Anna power. <laughs> yes. So if we can dive straight into the topics we got for today, I'm very excited to ask you. First of all, uh, if you can tell us, how did you get into the wild world of wedding planning? Well, I have been in the industry for 20 years now, and I basically... I think it was after school. I didn't really know what I was doing anymore and I was a bit lost, but um, I did like organisation and I did like structure. So I thought I'll do this event management course. Um, I went to college and I did an HND and part of that course, we got to the opportunity to go and work abroad. So I went to America. Wow. I worked in this gorgeous little island called Mackinac Island and it was the most stunning location um, in the middle of the Lake Michigan and they did weddings mm. and that was me who sold the minute I saw this beautiful beach wedding I mean it was extravagant it was just like everything bells and whistles but for me that's what set the kind of set the, the you know scene or that's what I wanted to do mm -hmm. so when I came back from the the work experience I just said to my course coordinator I'm going to be a wedding planner I'm going to do weddings and she was like all right okay mm -hmm. um so when I qualified with my HMD I moved um into my first event management role which was at the Marriott the Glasgow Marriott so it was more kind of corporate base mm -hmm. um but yeah we did do some weddings um actually side note funny story I the first couple I had um at the Marriott for their wedding they were like oh we'd like this and we'd like that and I I just said of course sure I agreed to everything that they wanted without checking with anybody and then management were not really very happy with me because I'd offered all these things they weren't meant to get but I was just so keen and enthusiastic about them having the best day of their life and yeah. that's what they wanted for their wedding so I kind of think that's where you know my can-do attitude came from but, um, yeah but can't so, you give them uh, whatever they wanted uh, did we, you have to ask for permission or what I should have asked for permission okay. I didn't I was okay. just so enthusiastic at the time and I was only three months in the job yeah. and was so excited to be planning a wedding that I just <laughs> I said yes anyway um, fast forward 
well now 20 years and I've been the past 10 years self-employed Amazing. on weddings and events so yeah all started in in, in America yeah. basically I, I'm actually curious how long were you in America and like did you go yourself did you know anybody there yeah I went myself it was quite wow. quite daunting um, I was only there for two and a half months like it was just over the summer mm-hmm. so it was just a kind of work placement um, but you know I did, it, I did it on my own um, I was like 21 I was yeah wow. totally very brave I did know, you give it, yourself a high five for that I absolutely did it took me three days to get there but because oh. I had to travel I got a flight from London uh, so from Glasgow to London in London to Detroit, then a bus from Detroit to Michigan, then a wow. boat over to the island. So it took me it took me three days to get there. So it was wow. it was a long a long a long trip, but sounds, it was worth it. Sounds amazing, seriously. Uh, and when did you get there? Did you had someone like maybe a friend you met online? You know, just or you were like totally on? totally on my own, oh, totally wow. new, but Hats just off. got straight. Thank you. Just got just got stuck right in. That's mm. it. Team player. So yeah, amazing. Good. So good this fun. is how you get hooked up. Like that's amazing. You went deep. Behind like straight away straight in beach wedding America that was it and I wow. thought this is what I want to do nice so, start yeah it was lovely and 10 years in the industry and um, I, I bet it's very hard but also very rewarding and you wouldn't change that for going back to normal work 95 100% yeah mm. it is probably yeah and it's an extremely hard and stressful job but it is the most rewarding to be involved and to you know have be a part of someone's special day it means the, it's the biggest thing for them do you know what I mean so to be involved in that it's, it's an honour really special. it is it yes, be special I love it too so the next question I would love to ask you um, because as we know planning the wedding is fucking big project and yeah. very overwhelming actually if bride is um, planning her wedding usually like 80% in my opinion is just bright during yeah. the wedding because the guys just show up yeah yeah uh, so if it comes to your go-to advice for couples or maybe brides uh, planning the wedding day without losing their sanity what would you say well the first thing I would say is uh, hire a wedding planner yes big hints there no um yeah and th- there is ways that you can kind of break it down like certainly uh, any guidance and advice I give to anybody who's feeling that bit overwhelmed is is to break it down into sort of more manageable chunks a lot of people think when they look at the wedding as a whole it's a massive task mm-hmm. and they think to take all that on right away you know it, it's it's huge so it can become really overwhelming um, but normally to, as a starting point I would say focus on sort of four main areas which would be your your date your budget your guest numbers and your location see once you can kind of work out those four bits you tend to find a lot of other things will fall into place like for example your budget will dictate maybe your guest numbers and the venue mm-hmm. the the location may dictate what suppliers you would use and um, the, the venue itself would dictate perhaps what else you require because some venues may offer a package which includes certain items so it's about not sitting thinking well I have to think about the flowers and I have to think about the dress and I have to think about the cake and I have to think about everything now it's like no let's get these four things in place mm-hmm. your venue your date your budget and your numbers once you've got that organised you can then kind of move on to the next step so it's all about structure and, and breaking it down into more manageable bites because that is exactly the way that I do it when mm-hmm. I'm planning anybody's wedding because I can have multiple clients on board for full planning mm-hmm. at any one time. So, you know, if you think if I'm trying to manage 
10 different weddings like how do I do that it's it's because I don't look at it like 10 full weddings I look at it you know in stages what do I need to do for this couple at this point yeah just everything in life exactly so that would be my my go-to that would be my best Mm -hmm. advice so I wanted to ask uh, how many weddings at once you were managing and you said 10 like this is crazy or even more yeah I could I would honestly need to I I would need to sit down and, and count I don't even know if I could count. I don't even know if I'd remember, um, including when I used to work in the, the venues because venues would do like 50, 60 weddings and events a year um, and I would be you know, involved in a lot of them um, across the 10 years working in a couple of different venues plus on my own the past 10 years. I mean, I'm, I'm well over a thousand wedding and events, like oh, wow. absolutely hands down. That's not necessarily to say I've organised everything from the very beginning, mm-hmm. like it's not full planning for them all, but it's played a part mm-hmm. in quite a few, like, you know, quite a significant number. Yeah. Um, most of the planning I do is, is the final detail stage and the actual running of the event, the sort of execution of it. So that's kind of, you know, predominantly what I'm used to doing, picking up six, four, six weeks before and making sure it all goes to plan. Um, mm. So yeah. Okay. Oh, it, that leads me to another question because I, uh, I've i seen on your website that you've got maybe like three main packages yep. for people. So maybe you want to break them uh, break them down? Just yeah, to... absolutely. So the, the easiest way when, when someone first asks me, what, what do I offer? Um, it's full planning, partial planning and on the day management. So full planning is exactly as it sounds. It's everything. So from literally from your initial idea you're, you know, you're going to get married and then that's all you've got. That's as far as you've got. You've got engaged and that's it. Then I can come on board and I can help every every element of it. Um, partial planning is, a, is always a tricky one to kind of work out because it all depends on what the client wants in terms of support. Some clients just need a hand with you know, setting the budget and finding the venue and sort of structuring the wedding and then they go away and they do the rest themselves. Mm-hmm. Some clients will bring me on board maybe three or four months before the wedding or even six months before mm-hmm. to really help with all the, you know, finalise all the plans and the designs and get everything all in order. Um, and then the on-the-day management is probably my most popular package and that's where I come on board six weeks before and basically the client will hand everything over to me say this is where we're at this is what we've done and then I just put a plan together and make sure it all runs runs well for them on the day you are so organized and stay on the top of it so my next question is what is your secret to staying so calm and collected when dealing with let's say last minute wedding emergencies um that's a good question but it's it's exactly that it's about staying calm and collected and if it means you know that there's a five minute delay so that something gets done or sorted correctly then then so be it it's about being able to take that control and and have a backup plan I've always got a plan b sometimes a plan c sometimes a plan d depending on what's going on um but at the end of the day you know it is about keeping a level head and not panicking i mean i've seen some things over the years that you know some examples some examples please i had um 
there was a, a very large wedding. Um, I'm not going to name it. No, names. of course, we don't anymore. Yeah, um, a large wedding for about 350 people. It was at Hogmanay. It was many, many, many years ago. It was um, out in a out in a marquee uh, in the middle of nowhere, and. Uh, the snow was as thick as, as it comes in December, and uh, we had a power cut. Oh. And literally, the power went down and trying to f- source um, an electrician on Hogmanay at 11 o'clock at night. Wow. So it was that kind of, right, panic, what do we do? Um, so we basically just started lighting candles. We just started, put, you know, making sure the doors were closed so that we could mm-hmm. keep as much heat in. We just, we, we actually got, <laughs> got the bar to start lining up free drinks for the yeah. guests. Mm-hmm. And we just, yeah, and at the same time in the background, there's people finding, you know, is anyone an electrician and, you know, putting out emergency calls. Um, thankfully, we managed to pull it back um, and it was only about 30 minutes we were down oh. and the bells went and everything, it was fine. We had, they had their Hogmanay celebration and they were very, very grateful. Mm-hmm. But it's just that kind of quick thinking you've just got to react there's yes. no point in just you know saying oh I can't do anything mm. um, so yeah it did get rectified but yeah that was definitely a tense a tense moment but wow. um, there's lots of other little things that happen like um, people's buttons coming off of dresses and things like that happens all the time I've always got a sewing kit oh I'm God. like a super fast sewer because I have literally sewed bridesmaids into dresses brides into dresses groomsmen with their buttons and you know and literally the minute before they're about to walk down the aisle but it's that case of we're, we're delaying for a couple of minutes or five minutes till I've done this and then once it's done you know it's not going to have a massive impact that you know that we're five minutes late mm-hmm. but it's going to have a massive impact if the the dress was falling apart or whatever so yeah. it's just all these little things it's just about being prepared mm-hmm. and then when it does happen just having a cool head and not panicking mm, well done yeah, and you. do you practice uh, this somehow let's say i don't know like meditation before or i don't know because you don't naturally are born with such a calm attitude does it make sense yeah I know what you mean I'll be honest with you every single wedding and event that I've (coughs) been to it doesn't matter who it is where it is or what it is I've always got a kind of level of anxiety um, like I'm always nervous Mm. and it's not nervous from like an incompetent point of view like I'm more than competent I know what I'm doing in my job Mm. but it's just a nervousness to make sure you you want the absolute best I don't get a second chance with my clients I don't get to say oh I'm sorry we messed up come back tomorrow you know this is the one shot to Mm. get it right and it's so important um, you know and I pride myself on that because every person you know every client's wedding I, I treat like it's as important to me as it is to them yes. and I think that's the way it should be oh um, so there is always a little bit of nerves and anxiety going into any event um, and once it's kind of normally after the ceremony once the ceremony's happened I'm normally a bit more relaxed but um, generally I, I've got quite a good poker face because I don't let on even if things are you know mm-hmm. going wrong I don't let on to the client because it's not for them to know yes. I just need to fix whatever it is mm-hmm. and that's that's the way we do it I used to have a wee phrase when I worked back in one of the hotels and it was if the back of the building's on fire at the front of the building we don't let anybody know like mm-hmm. like not that we're endangering people but that we keep calm yes. and we're collected and we do our job and we make sure everyone's safe you know mm-hmm. it's that kind of way even if the building's falling down we make sure that the client is you know comfortable looked after and they're the priority so it's always kind of stuck with me yeah. that yeah just to make sure that mm-hmm. they're they're fine yeah 
I, I resonate about it as well because I, I got a little story here. Yeah. Uh, maybe one month ago, I was uh, in Edinburgh, I was shooting in the Edinburgh city chambers and nice. afterwards the couple hired uh, double decker the bus yeah. and we were going there like lots of what's happening photos here photos there and suddenly in the bus I'm like there's no I don't have my backpack on me like with the cam- like with the lenses because I had my harness and two cameras on me yeah. but the backpack lenses and all this stuff I was missing oh, no. and I was running to the city chambers it's not it wasn't there so on like it was like three minutes run so I was spent mm-hmm. uh, and I said okay guys listen because they were oh where's your backpack I'm like please don't even think about it this Mm -hmm. is your day this is nothing for you to worry about you know Uh, so this is something you were talking about like if something's really bad like don't get your clients to don't get them involved like uh, there's so many things that I basically will fix without a client even noticing that had gone wrong Mm. Um, that you know that's just people have actually fed back to me after events and said we didn't even know that had happened but I was like there was no point in telling you because that would you know it was, exactly there's no there's no it's, it's that's part of what you pay me to do yes. is to manage that and sort that how are family members over speeches let's say in your experience because I've got mine <laughs> speeches can be quite a mixed bag um but yeah I've had some some sort of um I say wild ones. There's the yeah, things go wrong in speeches basically. Um one I had recently was the um father of the groom was going to speak. Uh, sorry, the father of the bride was going to speak, um, and he was only going to be ten minutes. Um and then the morning of the wedding, the father of the groom decided he also wanted to speak, which is fine. We can build that time in. Um and then it came to the the speeches, the father of the bride spoke for about 40 minutes. Um and then before I even got a chance to react, because I was mindful about the time for dinner service and that the groom the best man still had to speak the father of the groom decided to to take the microphone and started speaking so my hands were tied and he also went on for about a half hour Mm. um so yeah we we were a bit delayed and ended up we had to just think on our feet stop the speeches at that point um go to dinner service and then the poor groom and best man had to speak after dinner but it was the only way we could have we could have done it so it is important to for speakers to know how long they're going to speak because it does have an impact on the dinner service but it's just one of these things that sometimes it doesn't go to plan yeah and then imagine uh, the position of the couple because they didn't know uh, fathers will be speaking for so long and then guests are annoyed a bit because when you're hungry you're grumpy absolutely all of the experience down to it huh absolutely but in fairness to both of the speakers their speeches were great they were really good to listen to so I think that's why they spoke for so long because they were getting out they were well received so okay, it was them. yeah it Imagine was lucky there be like shit and boring AF. yeah heard a few of them oh okay so, so we good. forgive them yes of course <laughs> okay so my last question for today my love is about wedding trends because i know they are coming and going changing so quick uh, so what would you say from your experience like what do you think about wedding trends for me personally i'm i'm not a big fan of trends per se um I think a wedding should be like a reflection of the couple and their personality and basically what they want mm-hmm. I don't feel like they should feel pressured or be dictated to by you know what the industry is saying is hot right now and what's not um you know people have a vision of their wedding for for many many years and and trends change year on year so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's really hard to keep up so my sort of advice when it comes to trends if you want to follow them then great um but alternatively 
your wedding should be what exactly what you want and if it's not quite in trend then who cares because it's it's about it's about you and yes, about your day yes and yeah. i remember we were speaking about it before and i said that it's so important that you stand for y- yourself because you can't be people pleaser if your mom wants something different okay you respect that but this is your day so make sure uh, you're doing something for yourself and how you dream about it because if you agree to someone else you're taking away your power and then you don't feel so good with yourself plus you can't organize your wedding day in one week just so you do it as you want Uh, so make sure you stand for yourself and do it as you wish absolutely absolutely it should be about about the couple 100% oh Anna I think I think we were um, covering everything I wanted today it was so lovely to have you here thank you for having me I've had such a good time it's been so nice so that wraps up today's episode of Mindful Capture. I hope you had as much fun as I did chatting with the incredible Anna. If you'd like to connect with her, head over to my blog post where you will find all the details and a little description as well. It's at www.analaska.co.uk slash podcast. You can also get her social links in this episode's information below. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I'm looking forward to having you here next time. And at the end, I wanted to say, just in case nobody told you today, you are awesome, you are beautiful, you are doing well in life. And I hope something nice happens to you today, my friend. Sending you lots of love and good energy. Did you get it?